Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Money Show. My name is Kent Brown, co-founder here at Granger and Brown. This is the Daily Money Show for Friday, August 7th, 2020. And on this podcast, we talk about anything and everything to do with the world of money. But we educate you as well because finance, economics, investments can be extremely confusing and people just don't have time to figure those things out. That's where this show comes in. We take that confusing world, simplify it so that you feel more empowered because you become more knowledgeable. And with that knowledge, you can make better decisions with your money. Now, you can get this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and TuneIn Radio. Just search for The Daily Money Show. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Articles I talk about, most articles that I uh, talk about will be posted there. If you'd like to review those, uh, you can just search for The Daily Money Show on any of those sites. And while you're there, definitely like and follow us. All right, on today's episode, talks break down on the stimulus bill. Also, the president looking at executive orders. So we'll talk about that. Let's jump into the markets real quick. The S&P 500 positive 0.06% today, closing at 33.51. 33.51, the all-time high for the S&P 500, 33.86, set back on February 19th. We are down roughly 1% from that all-time high. The Dow Jones Positive today, 0.17% to 27,433. It is down roughly 7% still from its all time high. And the NASDAQ actually had a rough day today. Uh, it was down 0.87%, excuse me, 0.87%, finishing to 11,010. Uh, it is roughly 1% from its all time high. All right, so. Uh, let's jump into it for today. Uh, negotiations between ba- basically the the White House. So Steve Mnuchin, Treasury Secretary, and Mark Meadows, uh, Chief of Staff for the President, were negotiating with uh, Chuck Schumer, Minority Leader in the Senate, and Nancy Pelosi, uh, the Leader in the House. And uh, here's the article from Yahoo Finance from today. Mnuchin says Trump to take executive action after talks stall. Let me read this uh, a little bit here from the article. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin said he'll recommend President Donald Trump move ahead with executive actions to halt evictions and possibly restore some unemployment aid after another round of negotiations with Democrats on a virus relief plan ended without any agreement. The president, or this is a a quote, the president would like to make a deal. Unfortunately, we did not make any progress today, Mnuchin said after leaving a meeting Friday with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer. All right, so the Democrats came in with, as far as a negotiation, with their bill roughly $3.5 trillion, and the Republicans came to the table with a trillion-dollar bill roughly, and today, and I guess what was communicated today is that uh, the Democrats suggested that they would come down a trillion from their bill if the Republicans would come up a trillion. I'm not sure if that was, so that'd be somewhere between two and two and a half trillion for the next stimulus bill. And I'm not sure if that was 
like, Hey, let's just, we'll come down a trillion and you come up a trillion and, you know, we'll find somewhere and then we'll, we're good to go. Or if there were some other negotiations between where it would end up. Um, but as far as, uh, uh, Chuck Schumer, the Senate majority leader said that the Democrats, they won't vote for a bill less than 2 trillion while Republican wouldn't, Republicans wouldn't support a bill of $2 trillion or more. All right, so talks break down, and we'll see if we get a stimulus bill. I, as far as right now, uh, what the president is looking at doing is taking executive actions to do a couple of things, and we'll talk about that right now. This is USA Today. Uh, .com from today. Mnuchin to ask Trump to issue executive orders after coronavirus stimulus talks fall apart. Now, there's questions about the legality of such orders. Um, Here's a little bit from the article. The legality of such orders remain unclear, and the president has largely skirted questions about the constitutionality of acting unilaterally on such programs. So if he does sign some executive orders, uh, maybe we see a court battle or something like that. Um, as far as what he might do, here's a couple of things the article talks about. Uh, extend unemployment benefits. So that's the the federal part of the unemployment aid, which is it was 600 bucks a week. That expired. It's, it's gone. Uh, so as far as extending those possibly to the end of the year, there hasn't been, uh, we don't know if it'll be 600 bucks per week extended or if it's a lower amount. So it, that might be one. Another one could be extending a moratorium on evictions. Um, and and as, as far as evictions, I'm not sure if there was anything about forbearances for for people who are paying mortgages. Uh, as, and another one would be extending basically the student loan provisions. Uh, the That expires in September. So no payments and no interest on student loans expires in September, extending that. And there also might be something along the lines of a payroll tax cut, uh, maybe until the end of the year. Now, what's not mentioned is the stimulus check. So the $1,200 per person, uh, it was the last one was $500 per child and $1,200 per individual. So that's not mentioned. Not sure that's going to happen. Uh, without another stimulus bill agreed by Congress. Also, uh, any type of uh, paycheck protection program for small business, not sure that's going to happen unless there's a bill. Um, So as of right now, that's where we stand as far as the stimulus. uh, The stimulus bill, we'll see if there is some type of uh, renewed communication here uh, into early next week. Who knows? Maybe. Um, let's do a quick update on the jobs and then we'll, we'll touch back, uh, on the PPP program, uh, here in a second, but uh, here's a quick update that we did get jobs numbers today. Um, there was reported roughly 1.8 million jobs added in July, uh, taking the unemployment rate down to, it might've been like 10.2%. And so how many jobs, so we've had, what, three months now of positive job gains for May, June, and July, how many jobs have we gotten back compared to what was lost? Uh, Here's an article from MarketWatch from today titled, The U.S. has only regained 42% of the 22 million jobs lost in the pandemic. Here's where they are. 
All right. So here's a little bit from the article. The economy shed shed a record 22.2 million jobs in March and April after large swaths of the U.S. were shut down due to or down to curb the spread of the of COVID-19. According to the Labor Department's survey of business establishments, the survey is considered the most accurate measure of U.S. employment. Yet even after another sizable increase in employment in July, the U.S. has only recouped 9.3 million jobs so far. That's just 42% of the jobs lost. Okay, so 42%. If you want to go to the article, they do have a chart and they show... uh, the losses, like different sectors, so retail, I'm looking at the chart right now, retail, construction, restaurants, healthcare, manufacturing, and they show a graph of the pandemic jobs loss or losses, so like how many were lost in that sector. So for example, restaurants, it looks like a little over 6 million were lost, and then it looks like what's been regained is a little, back, maybe close to 3.5 million of the, over a little over 6 million that were lost. And so you can look at that chart if you want to. It's on the article. Um, so 42% per, uh, roughly has been regained. Now, keep in mind uh, that with the unemployment rate uh, over 10%, that's still worse than at the worst time during the 2008 financial crisis. And we have a ways to go. Uh, we could have a ways to go to get back to where we were before the virus uh, and here is an issue that we could run into. This is uh, from the article. Many retailers and restaurants were paid by the federal government to keep employees on the payroll, even if they weren't working. It's unclear how many of the jobs restored reflect employees being paid, but not working under the pandemic protection program passed by Congress. In a worst case scenario, Many of those employees could also be cut loose for good if Congress doesn't extend the emergency loan program or businesses decide not enough customers will return. All right, so how, as of right now, there isn't, like we just talked about, there isn't a bill in Congress. And and so as of right now, it doesn't look like we're going to get a second uh, PPP program or maybe even something more comprehensive uh, beyond that would go beyond the PPP program. But PPP was a two-month program as far as receiving money and paying employees for two months, eight weeks. And so let's just say a small business received that money at the beginning of June, and then they rehired people, and those employees are rehired for the business, and then that employer, the, the owner, they have enough money. They're like, here you go. Here's basically two months worth of pay. So every two weeks they were paid for, for two months. Well, that means they would have been paid for June and July. Well, now here we are in August. So that same business, if revenues are down or if they're, if they're not even where they were before or if, if whatever are going on if, with revenues, if they're decreased from before the virus, does that business owner have enough money to keep those employees on payroll, right? If you're given enough money to basically pay your employees for two months from the government as an owner of a business and your revenues haven't gotten back to where they were or they're not at where they, they could sustain that number of employees, right? What's going to happen when there's no more money left? 
So remember this quote from yesterday, we talked about the CNBC article and the CEO of Paychex referring to small business. This is a quote, they're really looking for more loans, he said. They're not at a point where they can survive without the loans. And then also this quote from the Fox Business article referencing the letter put together by, I guess, I think it was 100 CEOs, if I'm not mistaken, uh, regarding small business. Here's a, a little bit from that letter. We cannot stress enough the urgent need to act. Every day that passes without a comprehensive recovery program, so that, you know, as far as recovery program, maybe that's the PPP version two or something beyond that. Uh, every day that passes without a comprehensive recovery program uh, makes recovery more difficult. By Labor Day, we foresee a wave of permanent closures if the right steps are not taken soon. Tens of millions of Americans have already lost their jobs in this pandemic. Allowing small businesses to fail will turn temporary job losses into permanent ones. By year end, the domino effect of lost jobs, as well as the lost services and lost products that small businesses provide, could be catastrophic. So what's the logical outcome for business owners that don't have enough revenue coming in the door, they don't have access, and if they don't have access to liquidity, we talked about that yesterday, or not yesterday, on the last episode, and now that there's no stimulus bill with potential version 2.0 of PPP or something beyond that, if that's not going to happen, right? What's the logical outcome if you're a business owner? More layoffs, right? If you can't, if you don't have enough revenue coming in to pay your employees, you the money is not going to grow on a tree for them. They, they're going to have to lay people off or cut expenses, right? And so you can't pay people if you just don't have the money to do it. So who knows what's going to happen um, with Congress if they're going to, again, get together, re-get together and make a compromise uh, to get a program passed. But even if they do get another stimulus bill passed, uh, I don't know if there was going, there might have been a version 2.0 of PPP, but maybe maybe a slimmed down version, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so maybe even with that, there wouldn't be enough for small businesses. So we could potentially be facing a couple of months here, August, September, October, going into the election and into the end of the year, where it could get pretty rough for small business people who, again, don't have the revenues coming in. We'll see how the virus does into the fall. Uh, if it starts to flare up even more than it has in the summertime, we'll see if that is a factor into any of this or if states need to uh, start to bring more restrictions into it. Maybe they don't shut down completely, but maybe more restrictions are enacted or there are more restrictions are kept in place into the fall and into the end of the year. And I mean, if, if revenues aren't coming in and they're decreased, like what are business owners going to do as far as with their employees? So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll keep you updated. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, have a good weekend. And remember, as always, bad debt equals lots of regret. Bye now. All information and materials discussed on this podcast are for educational purposes only. Opinions expressed on this podcast are based on information considered reliable, but Granger and Brown cannot guarantee the accuracy of the information, nor should it be relied upon. The host is an active trader who may be invested in securities or investments discussed on this program in which he may take long or short positions. 
Also, the host's trading may be short-term in nature, and positions disclosed should not be taken as investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any securities or investments. The information discussed on this podcast should not be used as a recommendation to buy or sell any securities or investments or taken as investment advice. There could be real risk of loss by following any opinions or investment strategy discussed on this podcast as prices regarding securities or investments may rise or fall dramatically depending on the market environment. Current or past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments or securities discussed on this podcast may not be suitable for any individual's situation. Individuals should seek advice from a licensed investment professional or professionals regarding their own personal investment situation, time horizon, or needs. Returns and information in this podcast are estimates only and might not be exact. There are risks when investing in real estate, including liquidity risk, in which the sale of your real estate purchase could take a prolonged amount of time. Also, if you choose to sell your real estate purchase, you might have to sell it for less than what you originally paid. There are also risks and possible tax consequences associated with investing in real estate inside an IRA. Granger & Brown Investments is not a registered investment advisor or broker-dealer. Granger & Brown Investments is not an accounting firm and does not give tax advice regarding any security or any real estate transaction. You may want to consult with an accountant, attorney, real estate agent, or financial advisor before proceeding with any transaction regarding securities or real estate.